Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Osmo.com NHL DFS strategy show. We had a little bit of a mix-up on my end, and so uh, that's why we're coming to you a little bit later than normal. But uh, I get to do a show with my buddy Josh Harris, inventor of the Josh Stack, the namesake of the Josh Stack. I guess I don't know if you invented it, but uh, you made it big. So you made it cool. How's it going, man? I haven't talked to you in quite a while besides DMs. Yeah, we haven't been on the show together since mid-March, I don't think. So I've been two months. Uh, hey, Nihau says daddy's home. What's up, son? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing good. Um, you know, I've had a good start to the playoffs. Uh, you know, we got a four-gamer tonight. We got to get these four-gamers in while we can. Hopefully these series extend seven. They've been good so far. So hopefully we get three, four-gamers for a while. Yeah, yeah. So I think we've got a couple more. I think there's a four-gamer tomorrow. Uh, and then I saw uh, next week, potentially, there are a couple three- and four-gamers should these series 
continue to, uh, to go on. So, um, you know, rooting for my team to do well, but also rooting for as many three and four game slates as possible. Um, so we'll see, uh, we've got four games for today. Just want to make sure this is going to be maybe a little bit of a clunkier show, but I do want to make sure we hit off the top, um, we are sponsored by Jock Market. If you guys can see in the upper right-hand corner, uh, there is a new promo code that just happened. Uh, Jock Market sent us over, uh, and it is awesomeo 50 for a $50 bonus on your first deposit. If you guys haven't checked out Jock Market just yet, you should. It's like fantasy sports and stocks all in one. You can buy and sell players in real time. And then like your other DFS sites, they're guaranteed payouts at the end of the night and uh, and during the game as well. So, if you haven't checked it out, I think the competition over there is pretty soft and uh, you're getting a free 50 bucks on your first deposit. Not many sites are doing that. So go support Jock Market. They're helping supporters. They're helping keep these shows free. Um, so you guys should help them as well. And uh, really, it helps everyone because, um, you know, you're getting a free 50 bucks. Might as well go give it a shot over there. Playoffs have been pretty good for me. I, I guess I've had one good night um, and that, you know, being a primarily GPP player and my 0.0001% of cash games, you know, don't really, uh, don't really move the needle for me, but I had one good night. And so uh, if I could have one good night a week like that, I think I'll be pretty happy with how these have gone. How have you done? Uh, I was rambling to myself on one of the shows, maybe Tuesday or, or yesterday. And I feel like I've done pretty well in playoffs. And I think it's because of the, like the matching, you get a better idea of how teams are going to match up and you can, kind of anticipate adjustments as the series go on based on, you know, where the series is at. How have you done in the playoffs in the past? Feel like you've done better or worse? Where are you at? I've done better probably because the playoffs are just the regular season on steroids now. Like, cause we saw it during the regular season, they played three game series with these teams. And so now they're obviously just playing each other until someone advances. So we had all season to get prepared for this. Um, unlike last season where, you know, teams are all over the place, but with these small divisions, and no traveling outside of divisions, you know, we had, you know, 55 game season to get ready for this. Uh, playoffs is a bit more magnified. So you kind of, you know, rely, I don't want to say like rely more on the studs, but like you kind of know like who you can punt now and, you know, everything we did in the regular season was leading up to this. So I I've carried over pretty well. Yeah. That's good to hear. Um, yeah. Hopefully we can keep that up. I know a bunch of subscribers had good nights, uh, last night, and if you guys are looking to join, um, you know you can always hit me up. You can hit Josh up. Our Twitter handles are below us, and uh, we can help uh, sway you, uh, not sway you, pick out the right package for you. If you're playing multiple sports, I say it all the time, uh, you should be taking advantage of the Platinum Package. Uh, we just had a, a promo actually end, so hopefully you took advantage of that. If not, still a pretty good price if you're playing multiple sports. If you're going to play NASCAR, if you're going to play PGA, if you're going to play NHL and NBA, those all add up really fast if you buy uh, sports-specific um, packages. So just buy the Platinum. Do yourself a favor and hang out with us in all the different Slack chats. You get to use all the different lineup builders and such. And if you are looking to just play uh, NBA, we do have promo code PLAYIN, which is essentially you're getting the Express Pass for uh, two weeks for the price of one. So $4.95. Promo code PLAYIN is how you take advantage of that. And we got a nice super chat to start off the show. Our friend Darren Clary, he says, need an in-depth analysis uh, explanation of the Blashill contract extension. He says, just kidding. 
LFG boys get it tonight. Yeah, that's what we're going to try to do. Did you see that? I'm assuming you did and have some thoughts about good old Blashville, our favorite. I mean, I want to give Stevie Y the benefit of the doubt, but like, I don't know what's happening here. Like, ah, Blast Hill's one of the worst coaches for DFS. Maybe, you know, because the, the wings were so bad and, um, you know, Stevie needs to rebuild them. He'll, he'll give Blast Hill the benefit of the doubt. Like, it's bad news for DFS players next season. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. I mean, this guy is a total joke for DFS. Like, switches his lines up all the time. Doesn't play good players together. Like, loves Luke Clendenning. And, uh, yeah, it's just – He's the worst, and now he's getting an extension. I don't know if he'll make it to the end of that extension unless Detroit really turns it around. But I saw some beat writers across, like from different teams applauding the deal. Like, oh, the Red Wings, they were so competitive this year, and Blash Hill earned it. Like, I don't know what they were watching uh, or if they were watching. I don't even know what their record was, but they were they were absolutely awful. And I know they had some injuries, but um, they had Larkin for most of the season. Like, there, there's not really an excuse for this uh, – terrible play over the last few years for them so whatever hopefully that's the last time we mentioned jeff blashell on a show we've got four games let's talk about them uh let's start with the caps and the bruins 2.3 applied total for the caps 3.1 for the bruins samsonov and tuka rask are your goalies um this one is two to one for boston and all three games so far have gone into overtime I'm going to predict this one does not go into overtime. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that, but it's been a very closely contested series. I thought Boston would end up running away with this series. They are heavily favored here, but it's the same story two nights ago. We're not seeing much difference. Looks like Lars Eller is a game time decision, but we've got him penciled in right now. Boston sticking with their same lineup. I'm seeing Kuznetsov with Ovi and Oshi, Backstrom, Mantha, and Tom Wilson on the lineup builder, then Lars Eller centering Sheeran and Raffle, which we've seen uh, all series long. So what are you drawn to in this game? Is it the Boston side? Is it the Washington side? Is it neither? I mean, if anything, it's going to be the Boston side. Like Ev- Evgeny Kuznetsov is – it seems like they rushed him back. He tested positive for COVID a second time. He was – you know, and he's, he's saying it was incredibly hard to get into hockey shape. He might not even be in the best shape for these games. Um, you're going to get the Bergeron, Bergeron matchup, which is just brutal. Boston's at home now. Um it kind of takes me out of, you know, the Washington top line. If I mean, if you're going to MME, uh, I don't know if it's a 150 max today, if it's like a 95. One, 112. 112. I think, you know, you can have a handful of, you know, Washington one. They're fully correlated on the power play, assuming, you know, it is Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Oshi, And they're not super expensive because Kuznetsov is 3,600. But, you know, uh, in one to three or a limited amount of lineups, I'm probably going to be off Washington one. It's a low total, terrible matchup. Uh, it is a four-game slate, so, I mean, it's hard to just completely X out. Fully correlated lines, it's, it's something that you want to, you know, keep in your back pocket, especially if you're making a ton of lineups. But, you know, in a limited amount of lineups, I'm off Washington 1. Washington 2 is kind of interesting. You know, they're they're kind of priced okay. You get back from on the top power play. Uh, you have Mantha and Wilson on the, you know, second power play. They're going to get, you know, the Bruins' second line which has been way better since Taylor Hall has come over. Um, so, I mean, if I was going to go to a line on the Capitals, it would be that second line for the Caps. Uh, it's still not a mm-hmm. huge, you know, favorite of mine. I probably, you know, in 20 max, I'd probably have one or two of them. You get over the field uh, just with that. 
Um, you know, Boston being at home with the Hall trade, their depth has gotten so much better. It's stabilized them. So, I mean, ideally, if this was a larger slate, like six, seven games, I just X the Capitals off but because this is a short slate. You know, I think you can consider uh, the top six if you are building, you know, minimum 20. The more you go, the more likely you can put in Washington. On the Boston side, you know, I love Boston one again tonight. They haven't been, you know, we haven't had a Boston one or log out game yet but like the goalies are a mess for the capitals they're you know they've had injuries they've had you know covid stuff the mix matching the lines boston's coming in under 20 percent, fully correlated you know they're 21 four they've been a 24 five at points this season so you know this the same from the couple other shows i love boston one i love them again especially for the price and gbps uh they're an elite line so i'd full stack them so like Boston one Boston two is a, a bit over owned uh, for my liking, but I, I think you can, you know, one off Taylor hall here. You can two man him with Craig Smith. Uh, I don't think you need a full stack. If you want to include Krejci, you know, for the top power play, I think that's fine. Uh, but you know, Boston one for me, I like Boston two a little bit. Uh, Boston three is a decent filler. I think, you know, Richie Coyle, DeBrusque, they're super cheap. Let you get in the, you know, the Colorado's, the Edmonton's, if you're going to do something with that, like if you're going to power play stack the abs or do something with the, you know, get a, get McDavid and dry sidle. And I don't think you have to full stack. You can take pieces from that line, but they're super cheap. And I, I, you know, it's a, it's an okay matchup. So I think you can take some pieces from there as well. Yeah. Look, I mean, we've seen basically the same slate uh, on Wednesday. So I'm pretty much, you know, regurgitating that info, but uh, glad to hear you're on the, the same page. Uh, I think it's a Boston game for me. Uh, you mentioned the ownership on Boston two being a little bit high. I mean, I'm okay with it just cause yeah, they're probably going to be a, a pretty popular filler, especially Craig Smith coming off that big game and just 3,900. I, I don't know what's going on with his price. I think he's had two big games in this series, actually hall 5,300. I mean, that's kind of a joke. So um, they do probably get the tougher matchup, but you know, they're going to see some of Washington two and Washington three and maybe even the fourth line. Um, but yeah, they've just been playing so well since, uh, since you mentioned hall it's come over there. So I think I'm gonna have the most Boston two, I nothing against Boston one, never anything against them. In fact, I think they probably end up running over Ovi Oshi and, uh, Kuznetsov should that line stick, um, pretty poor defensive numbers for that line this season in uh, what was it? 106 minutes, 108 minutes sample for them. So uh, yeah, I think Boston one has a good matchup. It's just, they're not quite at the Edmonton one level for me. Um, and then we've also got um, who's the other Oh, Colorado. Yeah. Duh. Uh, you know, McKinnon's going to probably get his three point bonus. David's probably going to get his three point bonus and uh, they're not quite at that level for me. So it could easily be a log out night if you're underweight or you fade Boston one. Um, I will end up with some. I've basically been on these three and four game slates. I like it because my night's never like completely done right away. Should the first big line go nuts, uh, it leaves me some late swap opportunities. I mean, if you haven't been at least looking at late swaps, I think uh, you're losing out on some potential edge because of the way these games are staggered. You've got a lot of information uh, on most of the slate. Like it's slate's going to be pretty much halfway done. Uh, by the time you get to Winnipeg and Edmonton, then you can see if you need to do any swaps. So I'm going to have certainly some of Boston one. I don't know if I'll get to the field. I think I'm probably going to be over the field on Boston two. I've just been hammering this line. <clears throat> and I think 
if you want to, I know he's on power play one, but you can just go Hall and Craig Smith. Because if that line is a big game, Krejci could easily have like under five DK points. Like I think he might have gotten an assist late last game uh, on the power play. But uh, I think Hall and Craig Smith are the ones you want. So two manning those guys, leaving off Krejci, I like to do quite a bit uh, in my three two ones tonight. What about the blue line? Anyone sticking out to you? Um, I mean, Charlie McAvoy's price hasn't moved. He's on the top power play if you want to correlate with Boston 1. Boston 2, you can, you know, if you want to put in Grizzlick for the power play 2. Not super high on it at 4,600. I prefer to punt with Mike Riley. And then on the Washington side, you know, outside of correlating with Carlson in MME, uh, one guy I would consider using, Brendan Dillon, 2,700. He's played over 20 minutes every game in the series. I think he's a viable punt. Yeah, I buried the lead, as Cliffy says. Uh, clock chat is back, baby. Yeah, this is beautiful clock uh, making its return. Didn't know it was going to return today, but staying at my parents' house for the next few days. And, uh, yeah, I had to, had to get a show with the clock in here. So things worked out for the best for everyone. Uh, all right, let's move it on to the next game. We have the Carolina Hurricanes and the Nashville Predators. 2.9 applied total for the Canes. 2.3 for the Preds, Nadelkovic, who's been playing amazing, uh, probably going to start for the Canes. I'm not seeing him confirmed just yet, uh, but he's, he's going to start. Uh, and then UC Saros going for the Preds. He's also played pretty well. So uh, no knock against him. His team just can't score goals on Nadelkovic. Uh, and another low total for the Preds. But you've seen some ownership on this top line for Nashville. And uh, actually higher owned than the Carolina one line. So if you're looking at the top stacks tool and you could only have one, you're probably going to want to gravitate towards Carolina one. But uh, what are you seeing from a matchups perspective in this one, Josh? I'm not sure because Victor Arvidsson hasn't played in a month. So like, and this is the first time they've been at home. So I'm not a hundred percent positive how they're going to match, but I would imagine like, because when Carolina was at home, they're sending out the stall Fogel fast line against Washington or against Nashville one. And that line isn't great. So, like, Johansson, Forsberg, Arvidsson's going out against Ajo or even Trocek. Like, that's a worse matchup than it was when they were in Carolina. So, you know, if they're, <laughs> if Nashville 1 is going to be 12%, 13%, like, I think I'm just going to fade them. Like, I, like, they're cheap, and they're on the power play, and they're at home. So, you know, they might get that home bump a little bit here. But I don't know. At that ownership – and how the how Nadelkovich has played so far the series like it's a fade for me. If you want to have a little bit in GPPs, you know I'm not going to tell you not to do it. You know there, it's the only viable line really that you can full stack on Nashville. As you go down the lineup, like if you want to do a two man of Tolvainen and, and Gramlin, you know for a filler, I think that's okay. Same with Hall and Duchesne. I think you know I prefer Hall and Duchesne a little bit. They may get a tad better matchup. They're cheaper. Uh, Duchesne has actually played decent in this series. He's 3,000. You know, let you that is 5,900 for the two of them. Let you do some stuff, Colorado, Edmonton. Um, if you want a full stack national one, that's your preference. I'm probably not uh, in one to three or even 20. If I, you know, if I was doing 20, I'd probably have one. The more lineups I had, maybe, you know, I'd have a handful more. But for the most part, even though they're at home, I'm probably going to be off the Preds tonight. I'm not super enthusiastic about the Hurricanes here either. Saros has, has played well. Uh, you know, I'm not sure. Yeah, Ellis is still in. So, like, their penalty – I know it, it seems like 
Carolina's had struggles scoring too. You know, their mantra, you know, come for the expected goals, stay for the no goals. But like, this is the lowest total. You know, it's a 5.5 total. They're, you know, like if I was going to go to line, it would be that Trocek Netches Niederrader line. I've been on them all season. Their ownership is lower than the top line. They're going to get a decent matchup. So I think you can go to them. Um, I would avoid, you know, power play stacking the Canes. As long as Ellis is in, he's made that penalty kill so much better. So, I'm off on the power play stacks, but I, I think you can go to the top line, you can go to the second line. I prefer the second line just based off ownership. If you want to, you know, get a piece of Jordan Stahl for the power play, that's fine. Like if you want to run off Jordan Stahl, but I prefer to be on the top six. Boy. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, looking for stuff here. I'm probably going to be underweight this game as a whole. Uh, at least from a skater's standpoint, I'll probably, you know, be on the goalies and I'll be on the defensemen, but not a huge fan of either team in GPPs. Yeah, I think uh, I think this one's probably gonna have the the lowest total ownership of the games, just because Carolina's on the road. You know, we like playing home teams. I love playing home teams, even even bad teams. Even when we had the the Red Wings and the Senators and all the Vancouver Canucks. Oh man, they cost me a lot. Uh, and the Preds are obviously better than them. So, you know, I'm not crossing off Nashville one, but I'm in agreement with you, um, and especially. Ryan Johansson, like you could just leave him off. Go Arvidsson, Forsberg, two man. Like he's one of those. What's that? I'd rather play Wenberg than Ryan Johansson. I I think I would too. And Wenberg is well. Wenberg's around the same price. They're pricing Ryan Johansson correctly. Like he's been up uh, over five k at times over the last couple years, which is you know awful. Like he just doesn't shoot at all. So he's a distributor. Uh, if you miss out on the two assist game, like and he gets eleven points, eleven point three gets two assists and a block. I mean. You're, you're not really kicking yourself if you leave him off because Forsberg and Arvidsson are the goal scorers there. Um, and I really want to attack this Nashville second line. Granlin and Conan together have been just brutal at five on five uh, defensively, that is. They've been okay offensively, but going into the Trocheck line, I think that is a pretty good spot for Carolina too. And then I don't like this is a, a weird one on Carolina one for me because I play MME, but I also usually play a few lineups in like the, the 153 max they have it or the, the 333. And uh, I think I want to have like a high, higher stakes lineup with Carolina one, because when people have, you know, one to three lineups, they're going to go like, there's three other spots people are going to go to over Carolina one. And like Carolina one is no slouch. Um, they are a really awesome line. So I think they might get squeezed out in the higher stakes and the single entry stuff because people want their McDavid one-offs. They want their McKinnon one-offs. They want, you know, Boston one. Um, and so I'm, I'm looking at them for like a higher stakes lineup, even though I don't think I'm going to get to, to the field on them uh, in this spot. They don't project all that well. And by the way, projections are free today for NHL. If you guys want to go check those out on the site, they are unlocked for, uh, for anyone to look at as a part of our free premium content promo that we've got going on every single day uh anything else in this game you want to talk about uh, cliffy says uh assuming yarn croc granlin coonan are a thing they'll likely get carolina one uh, carolina one yeah he said they were the home matchup the last few games heading to the playoffs when hmm. they were fully healthy so okay well as the information changes i guess you got to change your opinion maybe carolina one is the yeah. spot then yeah I mean, um Cliffy would know better than me so for sure yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, that, that would bring Carolina one to play for me a bit more. Um, as long as the ownership stays around nine, 10, 11%, I think it's completely fine. GPP. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, I don't think it's a bad spot for them. I think just, you know, when you, when you make lineups with an optimizer, it's trying to jam as much value as possible. And, um, you know, there are some cheap lines tonight. We mentioned Boston two already. Uh, Washington two is pretty cheap as well. If you're looking for fillers, even stuff on the Nashville side, like Nashville two is cheap. They're going to get slammed in some lineups. If you're just building with op- an optimizer. Uh, I even like like Halla and Duchesne a little bit as a really cheap two man. Uh, if you're trying to get in those super expensive stacks. So uh, I think like a mid tier line, like Carolina one tonight might end up being a little bit lower owned than it should be. So I'm definitely interested, especially if, uh, we think that Nashville two is going to get uh, that line for most of the game. That that makes it even better. What about defenseman Dougie sixty four hundred? But getting Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Super highly owned. You got Yossi on the other side. Very highly owned as well. Over 20% for both guys. Um... What about Alexander Carrier? 2,900 uh, on a pairing with Yossi? Seems like he's a pretty good candidate to get 20-plus minutes. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind him as a punt. Uh, you know, Ryan Ellis, Matias Ekholm are, you know, cheap. Ellis, especially 4,800, he gets the penalty kill time. He gets over 20 minutes. He doesn't need to score to, you know, pay off his price. I don't mind him. Yossi under 6,000 seems really cheap. Um he also doesn't need – he had eight shots on goal last game. I think that continues. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like Yossi under 6,000 more, and I like Dougie at his price, even though, you know, Dougie, Dougie has a better chance to win. But I don't know if that changes him that much. Like, maybe he gets an assist, maybe he scores a goal. But, like, Yossi could score a goal, he could get an assist. I'd rather take the savings there. Uh, Brady Shea is a game-time decision, I think. Or is it uh, – Sl- Slavin's the game-time decision – if Slavin's in, I like Brett Pesci at 3,900. Slavin out, Brady Shea up on the top pair with Hamilton at 3,500. Definitely in play. Yeah, Shea for sure. Uh, same thing as, as Carrier. Yeah, just cheap playing with you know their, their top defenseman. Probably going to see around 20 minutes if he goes. Um, and then Jake Bean, like his minutes have just been way down. I know he gets the secondary power play time, but I'm going to try to not fall for that trap tonight. Yeah, so like, um, and uh, Carolina took seven penalties they're on the penalty kill seven times. Like Jake Bean never saw the eyes. Dougie Hamilton yeah. was catching up on minutes because he's not on the penalty kill. Like guys like Pesci and, and Brady Shea played insane minutes because Carolina couldn't stay out of the penalty box. Yeah. Uh, I think they've had trouble with that all season too. Just taking a bunch of penalties. Um, speaking of teams that take a bunch of penalties, by the way, did you see the ice cats last night? Big comeback win for the Panthers. Wow. Tampa, I, I thought Tampa was sweeping there going into that third period. They brought in Bobrovsky. 
Uh, man, the play has been awesome this season. I really want Florida to win that series. I know it's a long shot to win four out of five against Tampa. but Ryan Lomberg with the game-winning goal. That dude looks like a jobber in WWE. <laughs> about to go out and get like, stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. I love that guy. He's got a, he's got a great look, and he's always mixing it up, and not not a lot of the dirty stuff like some of the other uh, guys. Uh, maybe on this slate, uh, we've got Tom Wilson who likes to uh, mix it up and cross the line. Kadri uh, not going to be playing. Did they come down with a suspension? I, I've been out a I lot of the morning. Suspe- I would imagine he got suspended. Uh, he has quite the history. I didn't see any confirmation, but I saw people in chat saying he got suspended. So I, I okay, yeah, someone someone in chat. Uh, let us know if uh, there was a decision on that. I, I have to assume he's he's probably done for the rest of the series. If you know, it was a dirty hit. So first round, Kadri is always done for the series. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just that get dude two hasn't games. made it out of the first round without getting suspended <laughs> ever. <out of> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, and they had the game in control, too. It's just unnecessary stuff. Let's go to the Jets and the Oilers. 2.5 applied total for the Jets. 3.1 for the Oilers. Hellebuck and Mike Smith are your expected goalies. Winnipeg is up uh, 1-0 in the series. Oilers dropped the first one at home. Not that there's a lot of home ice advantage with these Canadian teams because, you know, there's no one in the crowd. Saw some uh, teams being rejuvenated. Uh, it's weird to see a bunch of fans back in the stadium, but it, it makes for a better TV viewing experience. I forgot how fun it is, uh, even watching games. I can't imagine how fun it would be to go to some of these. In the UFC um, pay-per-views have full-capacity crowds. It's crazy. Like I like the fights with no fans. It was fun. But then I forgot how awesome it was yeah. with the fans. Like, it's so good. Yeah. It's so much better. So things slowly getting back to normal. Um I, I've got my spiel on the Jets. I can't believe this ownership uh, right now. I mean, we're showing 30-plus percent ownership on Winnipeg 1. Just throwing it out there, I think that's quite a bit high. I think, you know, that's it's probably going to be closer to half because right now we've got McDavid and Drysaddle really low-owned. And I think just because of the, the way that the ownership projections are made, um, when you've got, like, plug line mates like Kyler Yamamoto and Cahoon, you know, it brings down the, the total ownership. So we'll get that fixed. Uh, or at least closer to where we think that it's going to be. Because I don't think Winnipeg 1 is going to be 30-plus percent. I think they're probably going to be you know, under 20, maybe maybe mid-teens, high-teens, somewhere in there. Uh, what are your thoughts on Winnipeg here and you know, maybe the Winnipeg team overall? I, you know, I can't talk about them. They're the worst. Does any line run more pure on the empty net than Winnipeg 1? It's insane. They get there every time the net's empty. They won the game, but they got ran over. If yeah. you look at the numbers, they got run over by the Oilers. So, yeah. like, I'm going right back to the Oilers here. Uh, you know, you look at the the Corsi numbers from that game, like the chances, like the Oilers was taking it to them. If they start finishing those, like, it's gonna be it's gonna be brutal. Like, so I'm I'm back on the Oilers here. Um, you know. The lines is I, I've heard some chatter that they might put McDavid back with dry saddle. I haven't seen anything about that. Um, but uh, you know, the th- the thing is like you could play McDavid with dry saddle anyway for the power play. Uh, you can build lineups with, you know, McDavid dry saddle, Nuja Hopkins for power play one. And then you see they're not together and you can make a decision there. But like, if you, if you're thinking they're going to be together, I think you can build with them together and then if they're not and you're uncomfortable about keeping them together, you can always swap to, you know, Colorado or something like that. But I think you can start with them together and go from there. 
Um, but yeah, Edmonton one is fine. Like I think that ownership is way too low. That's definitely going to come up. McDavid will always get his 15, 20%. He could play, he could be playing against a brick wall and he'd still be 20% owned on a four game slate. So like McDavid's going to come up, but I think, you know, having some of the, at least one of the line mates on that top line, assuming it's Cahoon and Pugliarvi, uh, is probably the best idea. One offing McDavid doesn't really get you anywhere, especially if he mm-hmm. goes off. You would hope one of his line mates come with him. I probably prefer Pugliarvi, but if you need the salary, Dominic Cahoon is okay. Um, if you want a power play stack, perfectly fine as well. Like because especially in GPPs, because people don't like to plug up their salary into expensive centers on the same team on different lines. So you know that's seventeen two for McDavid and Drysdale in two center spots. I think that's a, a, a way to get a bit different. I'm not going to say it's going to be unique because people are going to do it, but it's a, it's a way to get a bit different. You can do McDavid, Dreisaitl, Neil, something like that. Uh, he's, you know, 2,600. If, you know, if, if we're touting Chieson when he's on power play one, I think you got to tout James Neal. If you took their names away and just looked at the stats, they're probably the same person. Yeah. Um, so I think you can go Edmonton one full stack if you want, Edmonton two full stack if you want, uh, power play stack if you want. Uh, I would just, if you're concerned that McDavid and Drysaddle are going to be together, just build with them together. And then on the Winnipeg side, if they're anywhere near 30%, I want nothing to do with them. Uh, I would imagine that's, that's wrong. If they're coming in at 15, 20%, I'm still probably going to fade. Um, I'd have, you know, one or two in 112, you know, one, two or three, something like that, just because like they're fully correlated. It's a short slate. They won last game. So, I mean, it's it's most mostly a FOMO play. Like they're gonna if they're winning, they'll get there on the empty net. It's just yep. what they do. So I think you can have some like and then going down the lineup, like I, I want to get behind some of these, you know, second or third lines because I'm not a big believer in the depth of the Oilers, but like it's just nothing there that I really like. Like even even Winnipeg three fully correlated on power play two whatever that means, like they're coming in at like 12% too. I imagine that comes down as well. But like if they're, you know, above 5%, like I just don't want anything to do with it. So I'm probably going to be out on the Jets tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think I, I'm mostly going to be out on the Jets. You know, like you said, there's always that FOMO, especially when you've got a bunch of lineups, you don't want to just completely fade a team, especially if it's a team that's going to get any sort of ownership on a shorter slate. Like you could, you could see the case where they get a full line goal and then they get the empty netter and, or someone gets the, the three point bonus and then you're completely done. So I, I never have zero of a team or I try not to ever have zero lineups um, of a team that's getting a lot of ownership, but if Winnipeg one's getting anywhere near, you know, 15, 20, there's no way I'm going to be overweight on them. I would be closer to zero than, than 20% on them if they were in that range of 15 to 20%. Um, and then on the Edmonton side, it is an Edmonton game for me. I'm all over them. I think yeah, maybe Hellbuck does it again. It's possible. It's the playoffs. You see these guys go on these epic tears, these goaltenders. Um, but it, like the volume he's going to see is going to be high danger. Volume. It's not like, you know, what Vegas is doing against Talbot, where it's just like shots from the point, like, and, the goalie just racks up a ton of saves because of their defensemen were aggressive. Uh, you're shooting from low danger spots. Like if McDavid scores, it's like high danger chances. When Drysaddle scores, it's it's closer to the net. Like how often 
if they're going to generate 25, 30 shot attempts, like they're just, it's just not going to work out for Winnipeg. I don't think it might work out in a short series, but uh, I don't really, you know, I'm betting against that. So all over Edmonton one, Edmonton two, I think you can full stack Edmonton two um, because at least you get the power play with Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins, Yamamoto. God, he, he's a candidate for the most empty minutes. I think he had 16 minutes so, oh, closer to 17 in the last game. And he had like one shot attempt. Like he just doesn't do anything. Cahoon, same type of thing. So what you could do is just put a bunch of these Edmonton skaters that you want uh, in FC, just change their line assignments to all the same line. And then maybe group out, like you could only have one of Yamamoto, Cahoon and Pugliarvi so that you're at least getting two guys, uh, McDavid, uh, you're getting like, you're getting a two man that's at five on five. Plus you're getting two guys on the top power play as well. If that makes sense. So McDavid's your anchor. You want him in as many Edmonton lineups as possible. I don't know that I'd be looking to play like Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, and, you know, or just like a Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, two man. and feel foolish to not have McDavid in that lineup if they go nuts, but it could happen, I suppose. Um, but yeah, Edmonton one, I think it's going to be my highest known stack of the night to kind of put a bow on that one. Tyson Berry going to be in a lot of my Edmonton one stacks. And I want to get some nurse as well. Uh, he's not on the top power play, but I think he did play a little bit on the top power play in the last game, I want to say. Uh, but it's just an even strength thing. Nurse has played 28 minutes. Yeah. So, just it's like he's playing half the game. So <laughs> is someone I'd rather one off than Barry anyway. So if like, if you're getting to some lineups that you don't have Edmonton stack, I think nurse is a fine one off Barry. Obviously, if you're doing anything with the power play, you know, that second pair even isn't too bad. Like Larson, 3,100, Dimitri Kulkoff, min price. Um, they're seeing some minutes. I don't mind them as punts. On the Winnipeg side, I think Neil Pionk is a good play. Uh, then you can punt the guys like Dylan Tamello, Derek Forbort. And if your whistles go woo, you can, you know, go all in on Logan Stanley again and ship. So, <laughs> God. I, the Logan Stanley one-off. I mean, it worked out. In the utility like, spot. Yeah, the, the util Logan Stanley, $2,500 defenseman. I think he's going out of his way to play three defensemen. Like, I, I, I was talking about with Cliffy, not about whistles go woo, but like as, as like a playoff strategy to get three, de- three defensemen in because, you know, these guys are blocking more shots. If they go to overtime, like these guys, like the, the skaters are going to be tired. There's going to be – they're shooting into a lot of skates and stuff. So, like – these guys who block shots, especially the game goes to overtime, they have a much higher floor and a higher ceiling, you know, because there's no shootout anymore. It can go 40, 60, 80 minutes after yeah. regulation. Yeah, that's true. I don't know, maybe I should uh, put some more thought into that. But, yeah, it's a it's an Edmonton one night for me. I'm going to be light on uh, a lot of Jets here, and we'll get that ownership fixed throughout the day. Let's get to the last game on the slate the Avalanche and the Blues, 3.4 implied total for the Avs, 2.2 for the Blues, 9.30 p.m. Eastern lock time. So, uh, you know, maybe some late swap opportunities if you're chasing and you need uh, – and you got Colorado 1 and you feel like you don't have the nuts, maybe swap over to some St. Louis 1. Uh, but it's not going to feel comfortable. I mean, Mc- McKinnon's got seven points in the first two games of the series. Uh He's he's just the best. I, like I don't know. I don't know what what else to say about this Avalanche team. They're 
going to wipe the floor with them, whether it's in four games or five games. Maybe St. Louis gets this one. Bennington's probably a good play at 7,300, even though he stinks. He's going to see 40-plus shots, likely. And if they win the game, he's a heavy, heavy favorite to be the highest-scoring goalie on the slate. So I will say that. A couple defensemen out. Maybe Bennington's going to see even more shots than than he usually has. Uh, Bortuzzo and Justin Falk are out. Vince Dunn potentially in tonight. So um, there you go. We don't have a ton of clarity on this one as I lose my camera. Let's see if I can get this back. Uh, But Josh, what do you have uh, in this one? Yeah, so with Falk and Bertuzzo out, Dunn, he was on the ice after practice, so he's probably out as well. The the potential D pairs for the the Blues tonight are going to be Krug Pareko, Scandella Santini, and then Mikola Ranke. I don't even know who Ranke is. This is not something that you really want to have going against the Avs in the playoffs. Uh, if, you're, if you're on the Avs before, you're still going to be on the Avs here. Kadri, I believe, is suspended. Jake is back. The clock is back. Um, Kadri out. I would imagine Yost moves up. Maybe Newhook moves up. Uh, if it's Newhook in between Donsko and Burakovsky, you know, I, I like. I'm a Newhook guy. So uh, I'm also yeah. So like Min Price. He's a wing on DK, so like, um, that would make either the second or the third line like three wing. But I don't think that's going to be a huge problem, especially because New Hooks min price. And if you're doing like a double center with Drysaddle and McDavid, you're going to need an extra winger anyway. Uh, so if New Hook moves up, I think you know you can use any of the top three lines for for Colorado tonight. You know, Blues are at home now. Uh, haven't seen an update on Perron, um, but even if he's in and it's Shannon O'Reilly Perron, like I still have no issues going to Colorado one here. McKinnon's an absolute animal. Uh, he's matchup proof. Colorado one is one of my favorite spots of the night. I, I want to see lines for sure, like what they're going to be. But I, you know, I like Donskoy again tonight. I like that third line again tonight. Varney Shushkin at you know thirty two hundred is a good one-off for me. I mean, he's been shooting the puck more. You know, if Newhook's moving up into the top six, he's in play for me. So I, I love the the Avs tonight. It's just a preference of what you want to do with them. I think all top three lines are in play. On the Blues side, it, it, it's just really tough for me to get behind anything on the Blues right now. Um, you know, the O'Reilly line is going to get the McKinnon line, which kind of takes me out on them. I guess, you know, I have to see what these second and third lines look like. So if like new hook centering the second line, I think maybe you can have some Schwartz and Tarasenko, something like that. Like if there's going to be a line where you can take advantage of, it's a rookie in Alex Newhook. So like, I think, you know, Schwartz, Tarasenko and MME, if you want to include Bozak, that's fine. But like you see their ownership, it's like 12, 13%. It's a bit worrisome for me. Again, like I've said it every game, the Blues have played in the postseason. For me, if I was going to do something on the Blues, it'd be a Mike Hoffman one-off. If you want to include him with, you know, Rob Thomas, I think that's fine. But really, for me, I'm going to be underweight to the field on the Blues, uh, probably until they're eliminated. Yeah, which will probably be two nights from now, if I had to guess. This Avs team is a juggernaut. Um, you know, we want to see lines. We don't have a ton of line information on this one just yet. And assuming Kadri can't go, uh, I haven't seen anything in chat about a suspension being handed down, but <clears throat> assuming he's out for at least this game, it's going to shake things up. You mentioned Newhook. If he goes up, 
with uh, Donskoy and Burakovsky. You know, they they switch around Donskoy, Burakovsky, Saad, Nishushkin, whatever the uh, whatever like the formations are here. Uh, I'm interested in both Colorado two and three, and then obviously one. Uh, I will say Colorado one is my second favorite play. Uh, tonight, not first, just because they're on the road. They're going to see a lot of Ryan O'Reilly, a guy that I respect. Um, whereas I, I think Edmonton's just going to have a little bit less resistance tonight. So Colorado won right up there as the, uh, the best play on the slate, going to get some ownership. You know, McKinnon's only shot, he only shot like 9% this season. So he actually kind of ran, ran bad. Like he's going to be higher than a 10% career shooter, right? Maybe. I was just looking at some stuff and uh, I saw he shot like, it was like 9.5, 9.6% this season. That's low for him. I, I'm pretty. Branton and shot like 16%. So yeah. there could I be mean, more positive regression for McKinnon. Yeah. <laughs> just crazy. Uh, maybe he's going to get it all in the playoffs so far. He's done. Okay. I yeah. think he's got four goals in two games, had a Hattie uh, two nights ago. Uh, probably we'll have a couple more in them in there uh, at some point during these playoffs. Looks like it's going to be a pretty deep run for this abs team. Um, I saw Shen Schwartz and Tarasenko played some together in the last game. looks like some of the lineup sites are speculating that they're going to be together. It would make some sense. You know, you got O'Reilly, Cairo, big top line with uh, Barbashev I'm seeing right now, but uh, not a whole lot of interest in the blues outside of just some late swap um, you know, if you've got a line with a bunch of Colorado one lineups and you want to diversify, uh, like let's say Boston two goes off and you've got all your Boston two or a bunch of your Boston two with Colorado one, if you wanted to diversify one or two of those lineups, uh, and switch them from Colorado one to St. Louis power play stack or something along those lines, I think that is a pretty good idea just from a, uh, like range of outcomes strategy. So that's something I'll be looking to do. Hopefully if you're in that good of a spot. I knew Nihas was going to just come in. He's completely wrong. He's just going to full send. I'm not not touting the blues. (laughs) I'm touting just being a smart DFS player, or at least trying to. Also, no support email is going to get like 38 emails. (laughs) Told me to play the blues. Uh, You know, play, you can play some of the blues. I'm, I'm playing 112 lineups tonight. Yes, I'm going to have some blues in my lineup. A lot of Pareko, I would guess. Pretty good uh, spot for him to block some shots. 4,200. He's not on the the uh, power play, but you can play him, I think, with either of the top two lines, whatever they end up being for the blues, or just by himself. I'm uh, going to see 20-plus minutes, especially with these injuries. And then Vince Dunn, if you uh, – if you would like to get a one-off there might be a night where if he does slide in, he sees uh, 20 plus minutes, which is uh, always the question with Mr. Dunn. Anything else here or on this slate? Uh, defenseman for Colorado. I think you can play McCarr, Taze, Graves, Gerard, like any of the top four are viable. Just depends what you're doing with them. You can correlate with them. Uh, Taze is a good one-off. Uh, Gerard, Graves, good one-off. McCarr makes the most sense if you're doing anything with the power play. All right. I think I agree with you there. Thank you, everybody, for sticking with us today. It was nice to do a show with Josh and uh, for Tyler to troll me during the show. Uh, Camera only went out one time. So I think the over-under before we started the show was four and a half. So under-unders got paid for today. I put a a bet down on you turning green at plus 800, so I lost that one. 
that that sounds like pretty good value. Uh, had a lot of camera issues. There was some scheduling miscommunication on my part. So thanks for watching, or if you're watching afterwards, feel free to throw us a like, subscribe to the channel. Uh, oh, hat trick pick. I almost forgot. Hat trick pick. Who you got? Uh, no McKinnon, no, no McDavid. No McKinnon, yeah. no McDavid. Yeah. Um, man, I had Don Squay last time, and he almost did it for me. Um, I'm going to go way off the board here. I'm going to say Darnell Nurse. Whoa. <laughs> that, I, that might be the first defenseman pick. Uh, ooh, all right. Now I feel like I have to get a little bit weird, but I'm not going to get too weird. Do you ever listen to Bill Burr's podcast yeah. at all? Yeah, just like, you know, he's got like the Boston accent. Yeah. Taylor Hall. I'm going to pick Taylor Hall. Uh, I, I love when he says Taylor Hall's name. And now since he's a Bruins fan, he's always talking about Taylor Hall. Um, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler says he listens to Bill Burr to go to bed. I don't know if you wanted me to read that on stream, but uh, he just sent it in the Zoom chat. So there you go. Tyler listens to Bill Burr. How did you fall asleep with that? I don't even know. Um, Yeah, wow. Three-hour compilations of Bill Burr just yelling at you while you're trying to sleep. I listen to podcasts while I'm going to Bill Burr, when he's on Conan, is the funniest compilation of stuff. You got to watch those. He, I, I just love that guy. Yeah, yeah he, he's the best. So, um, you know, we're not sponsored by Bill Burr's podcast, but if you want to go listen, I mean, we can try. We're still I mean, waiting to hear back from White Claw. Claw. Yeah. I have some promo videos ready. I got some spicy pictures from White Claw. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm going right. to start releasing them over the summer. When I get a little, All right. Well, I'm not White Claw. White Claw, we're, we're, we're waiting for you. Jock Market is the actual sponsor of the show. Jock Market, we love Jock Market. Awesomeo50 is how you get a $50 bonus on your first deposit. Go support Jock Market. Go drink your claws. Go listen to whatever podcast you'd like to listen to this weekend. Thank you once again, and we will see you guys soon. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more.